This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene. All right, this is episode 27, all about state testing. Holy moly, we're getting into state testing. And I never had to deal with this as a kindergarten teacher. Oh, welcome. Welcome, friend. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure this is a welcome that I'm uh, willing to (laughs) say welcome back to. Maybe something else. (laughs) Maybe, but you would have to edit that out. (laughs) Maria won't allow me to say those things on here. (laughs) Uh, What do you do to prepare your students for state testing? Well, definitely teach the curriculum and standards. (laughs) Oh, you mean I actually have to teach? Yeah. You have to actually do that. I don't know how much of that I've done this year. <laughs> well, and uh, and also like just I think throughout the year, scatter those like test state testing type questions within your curriculum so that when they see those questions where, you know, uh, oh, it was it was always the ones where they asked a question and there was like, you're supposed to pick like which of these five things are in this article or or in a different article. And so they'd have to put an X in those. They had no idea what they were doing on those questions. And it was always so confusing. So I always tried to like do when we did like any kind of testing throughout the year, kind of have that format within for reading and math within the quizzes that I was doing throughout the year so that that way at the end of the year when they they were familiar with those types of questions because I think those that was the hardest part it wasn't like the content it just they didn't know what the question was asking them to do mm-hmm. which really plays into what I where I'm thinking is, is that testing is is anxiety inducing right and I am somebody who has severe test anxiety I can have a conversation all day long with you as you all know I like to talk <laughs> but I can have a conversation all day long with you about the material, the content. I can talk to you about how to solve certain things. But when it comes time for a test, it all escapes my brain. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I do to try and prepare my students for testing, not just state testing, but testing in general is I tell them, I don't care if you get it 100% or if you get zero. All I care about is that you show me what exactly you know, because if you get a zero, that tells me I need to go back and do some more teaching with you, or I need to teach it in a different way so that you can understand understand and comprehend it. Not that this is your one and done, you fail it, you must be dumb because that's not the case. It's that you could have testing anxiety. I had a teacher in in middle school who finally, middle school, I tell you, this was a seventh, eighth grade year. I finally had a teacher who was like, you know this, you just freak out too much to get going. And so every day we had it when we have a test, she would make me take the test with the class, bombed it always. After school, my mom worked in the building and so I was there hanging out. And so after school on test days, I would go back down to this teacher's room and she would say, hey, what is the definition of whatever word it was? And I tell her. And I would tell her. (laughs) And she would go, right, what about this one? And I would tell her, right. And I'd get 100% on the test because the, the anxiety of sitting down in a quiet setting, which quiet settings don't work for me, I have to have music on, which kind of doesn't work well for when Maria and I are working together because Maria <laughs> is has to have complete... I don't do well with music on ha- the background. Has to have complete Put your headphones on. <laughs> and so I have to have noise of some kind, otherwise I cannot focus. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation, though, was one that allowed me to show the skills that I did know in a different type of test. And so I was feeling like I was being prepared because what she was doing is she was still making me take the test like everyone else, mm-hmm. which it gave me confidence later on that, wait a minute, I know how to do this. I just need to focus better and focus on what I'm doing and push that anxiousness out so that I can focus on what I need to do. And she 
gave me that opportunity by then saying, you know what, I'm going to take your score that we just did here in an oral test versus a written test. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Jolene was saying, like when you take a test, you know, throughout the school year, uh, teaching those test taking you know, tips, oh, highlight here or read the question first and then look for the answer. Mm -hmm. You know, you always have the passage to to look at. And I always tell them, it's not cheating if you read it more than once. Because <laughs> right. they just read it and they're like, I don't know. And it's like, no, you have to read it again if you don't know. Take it apart. What is this? What is this? Just this chunk is asking you to do. Okay, write that down. Okay, now what's this chunk? Okay, write that down. Now, see what you wrote down. That is what it's asking you. Because, uh, I mean, testing is so tricky. It, it would be so easy if it was just computation, but it, it it's a lot trickier now than when we had to take tests. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still didn't do good when we had to take those <laughs> yeah. tests. What could first year teachers do to prepare for administering state testing? Uh, number one, know what you can and can't have in your classroom. Mm -hmm. I just, I took down everything. <laughs> I took down everything and the stuff I couldn't down, take down, I put posters over the top of. Which honestly just helps you at the end of the year because state testing <laughs> does happen at the end of the year and I don't know about your guys' districts. Not, I mean, obviously I know your guys', <laughs> yeah. but our Since listeners, our, our <laughs> listeners' districts and how they, you know, we are required to take things down. Um, not everything, but for the most part, a lot of the things and kind of store them away so that if painting needs to happen or cleaning deep cleaning needs to happen they can do that and so really it just helps take it all down for state <laughs> testing and don't put it back up yeah yeah and then i i even cover their cubbies up i have them put all of their books in their cubbies and then i take a big sheet of paper and cover that and like okay you can't get to those until after state testing and like i remember going into one classroom and a teacher had um taped like the drawers uh -huh. because kids were used to like ex accessing materials so it's like oh, rulers or yeah, I can't do that. like you know multiplication charts so it's like, like, why is that tape? Oh, because they They'll in, just during go in. the regular day, they know that they can access those materials, but during testing, they're not allowed to. So she taped it right. so they wouldn't, you know, open it on accident. Yeah. Because I thought it was a really good idea. <laughs> Do you ever think that that, I mean, just, just in something you said sparked this is we teach kids to use resources. We teach kids to use mm -hmm. manipulatives to solve problems and to do the, do the work so that they can understand the work. Yet now we're in a testing situation and we're forcing them to say, nope, you just have to know how to do it. Yeah. It's like, wh when in the world is that? I mean, it's we have really cell phones. Hard. We have cell phones all the time where if I don't know something, I Google it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. I mean, I don't know how often I use my Alexa in the classroom and I'm like, Alexa, how do you spell <laughs> whatever? <laughs> And then, and then the kids always know because yeah. she asks, would you like that repeated? And yes, I want it repeated because I couldn't keep up with writing it, you know, whatever uh -huh. word it might be. And it's like, I feel like we have to come up with a balance. And this kind of plays into this question in the sense that we have to come up with a balance of teaching kids to use their resources. But then at a certain point before it becomes to the big test, we have to start scaffolding those, yes. those, mm -hmm. those um, materials resources. and those manipulatives and those resources out right. so that they can find the confidence in doing doing it without. And I'm doing that right now with my um, student that I have. We were using the place value, the little block. And now we're doing, um, I just did like a, a chart with the hundreds, tens and ones because um, we're learning to add and subtract three digit numbers. And I showed him how to use that place value chart and draw it out. Mm. So going from the 
textile stuff to like the drawing part and now he's like I like this drawing part better it's a lot easier because I laminated it so he can just like erase it and then move stuff over and regroup and I think like you said scaffolding it so that when they do take the test it's not like I don't have those little blocks I, I need the little blocks and so there are ways to scaffold it so that when they do get to the state test they're not like oh my god <laughs> what do I do one of the things also is is creating those anchor charts that um, are useful for knowing certain um, equations how to do certain equations finding area finding perimeter looking into parts of speech and all of that and leaving them in a space that is constant but mm-hmm. also referencing them right. throughout the entire year you want to leave that poster in the same spot unless you're it's a living document then it might move up to the front while you're working on it and then it goes back to that same spot but reference it in the spot that you want kids to remember it because mm-hmm. even though you can't have it up during state testing you will find and I this is my first year doing state te- testing as a mm-hmm. lead teacher for the SBAC mm-hmm. but I did it for um, English language learners as the ELPA screener or ELPA 21 and then also I did as student teaching and so these are some things that I remember from that is going back and referencing it in that area and what you're going to find is that you're going to see kids turn their body to that space even though that poster is gone because you're mm-hmm. required to take it down and they're looking at it and it's almost like they're reading the poster from the top <laughs> to the bottom even though the poster isn't yes. there <laughs> but making, making sure that it doesn't become wallpaper yep. making sure that it becomes a document that is truly you're referencing it constantly you're in the front of the room you're turning your body you're pointing at it you're referencing it I like to walk around my classroom with a laser pointer mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to walk clear across the room if I have just one thing to say about a poster mm-hmm. I have the kids follow my laser pointer across the wall find it we circle it with the laser pointer and then we move on because it gives them that opportunity to constantly use the things in your classroom which during the state testing they're going to go and say that poster was to the left of the desk and they turn their body and they look and they read and they're able to do the problem it's very cool to see that yeah Isabel Beck the walls dripping with literacy and I like how you said revisit them so they're not wallpaper because if you just put it up and you've done it and you don't go back to it it just becomes wallpaper and so I do I revisit it but I do it with like um, the smart card so I pick out key vocabulary and as we go through it again a kid comes up with that word that's on their card and we tape it over the word that's already there so we also build on it as well and that's really helpful but they do they do turn their heads to where that chart was and they look at the wall it's amazing and you're like what are they looking at then you're like oh that's where that chart was and if you're listening to this right now and you're going oh my gosh state testing starts next week or next month and I did not do that you're in the same boat (laughs) as I am I'm telling you I'm telling you what to do right now but I'm also if we think about your first year of teaching again Uh I am at my first year of teaching again because I'm in a new grade level so even though I know better Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do better this year right because I'm learning curriculum Uh I'm learning a new building I'm learning new administration I'm learning all of these different kinds of things new New staff staff. I'm learning everything and so even though I know Mm -hmm. that I need to create anchor charts for my kids that stay there but I reference them you won't find them in my classroom Mm -hmm. because I write it on the whiteboard 
and then I erase it. Well, that doesn't help them. Mm -hmm. They can't go look back at a whiteboard and remember what was there because it changes so frequently. Or on your your screen. What's it called? (laughs) I can't think. On the projector, yeah. Um, Well, the smart board. The smart board, board too. I mean, and there a lot of times, and I did this a lot too, is I do it on the the smart the smart board, and then you know, then my next slide shows up. I mean, it doesn't. It needs to be something that they can reference to, especially if it's something important that you want them to remember. Um, I was thinking for this one, like accommodations for students, like so if they're on an IEP, just to be aware of the accommodations that they have on there for state testing. So if they have uh, Mm -hmm. text to speech or a different setting that you're also providing those during the year with other testing so that they're used to that and uh, advocate for your students. So if you have a student that does better reading aloud, but they don't have that accommodation that you can ask for that for that student so that they can do well especially if they've been doing it all year like that yeah definitely talk to your special ed teacher to make sure that you're following the protocol for your students that are on IEPs and also any students that's on a 504 too Mm because make sure you're reading those at the beginning of the year because that should be you should be able to follow those the entire year. You don't want to be now looking into that and being like, oh, my student is not supposed to be on the computer with headset because of their hearing. They're not supposed to wear the headset and they I've been making them wear the headset all year long. You don't want to be doing that. So, yeah. Well, and then so that they're getting, you know, on the state test that they're getting the accommodations yes. that they truly need. Instead of something that, you know, they wrote on, but they don't need. So, I mean, it helps you advocate for your student. How can our families support their child during the night before testing? Definitely. um, Maybe even not just the night before, but a couple nights before going to bed early. So you create that routine, getting a really good breakfast in the morning, just giving them positives in the morning. You know, you got this, you can do it. A little, you know, mantra that... (laughs) Um, sending snacks. I know that I had a lot of parents that I would ask the week before, like anyone want to uh, donate snacks for the class? And then I would put them in little baggies, like they'd bring a box of Fruit Loops to school and then I would divide it up and or goldfish and just things like that would be very helpful. Everything that Jolene said, and then if they're wearing glasses, make sure that they have their glasses (laughs) on testing day. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Yeah, and making sure that they that you don't put too much pressure as the parent on this test. It, you know, uh, we have such th- the big test as we call it is has such a stigma to it that in my mind, I mean, I don't I don't even know. Do we see those scores? Uh, well. Th- you know, it's been such a long time that we I've done state testing because like they canceled it and then they did it and then we didn't get the scores. Or and they so, did part of it. But I do remember like three years ago when I did state testing that a score would pop up like right away. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not not if it was like a performance task. So you don't really see the whole scores until the next year. Yeah. Or at the end of that school year. Maybe. Maybe. It just depends. And, and a lot of times it's usually administration who sees that, not necessarily teachers that see that unless you go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that one thing that parents can do is don't put such an emphasis on this test. Talk to them more about doing the best you can in everything, right. not just because it's a test. And I think that we o- oftentimes focus too much on teaching to the test, mm-hmm. even in this case, that we forget that we've taught this stuff, but we are kind of clouding their ability to 
do well on it by putting such an emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. If we make it a big scary thing, they're not going to be able to focus on actually knowing the knowledge to to complete it in a positive way. But if we just are like, hey, it's a knowledge check. We yeah. just want to see what you've learned the last yeah. couple of years, what we've learned this year, see how well you can do. That's Show all what I you ask. know. Show what you know. It's going to have a different outcome, I feel. What are some things they can teach? What are some things you can teach your students when taking the test? Um, for this one, it kind of makes me think of like the things that they can use during testing. So there's paper, pencil, you know, depending on the grade level. Um, but for your students to know you can get paper and pencil because and you know depending on I guess the state or wherever you're at or not allowed to say you, you need to get paper pencil but we can say here it is for you so just to teach them how to use the paper in other situations too so that they get used to using paper pencil to write out their answers and I like to tell them you know I am like your flight attendant you just need to like raise your hand and be like I would like some water please <laughs> I would like some paper, please. And I will come. I will bring my garbage can. Do you have some garbage to throw? You just raise your hand. I will come and I'll bring the garbage can around and I'll collect your garbage. I s- and so I wear tennis shoes on that day. Do you wear gloves too? No, it, it's kind of hot in, in, you know, during state testing. And I like run around the classroom and I, I tell him, I'm your flight attendant. I'm here to be your flight attendant and I'm going to like snack, you know. And so... <laughs> paper oh you need to go you want me to go and sharpen your pencil because they need to stay in their desk they can't be up out of their desk Mm -hmm. so I and so I kind of make it fun for them because I'm like this is your turn to boss me around you know (laughs) and so um and and they they actually really like that (laughs) I focus all year long on when we take a test, just testing protocol Mm -hmm. and reminding kids to take breaks, reminding kids to use the resources that they've already been taught and to have. And so if you're teaching things that are, you know, um, useful for testing in general, remind students of that prior to the testing starting. Remember, remind them, hey, remember when we did this test, we had you do this. That could be a strategy that you could use when we're doing the SBAC testing. Um, obviously, when you're taking, when the kids are taking the test specifically, you have to abide by the um, administration rules and making sure that you're not having a test impropriety. But giving those directions prior to the test starting and reminding kids, you know, you have access to this, this, and this. I encourage you to use them if you need them, this is what you do. It's just that kind of pre-teaching stuff that you do with all tests, with all assignments as the kids are learning your build, your your classroom. How important are breaks when testing and what kind of breaks could teachers do? I think they're very important. It's I think for me, I have one kind of right away because it's so stressful to just actually get logged on to the test. That part, I mean, even though, you know, they've, t- they've done it once before, they don't remember how to do it. And sometimes that just getting logged on is like they get so stressed out that I do one fairly soon. Um, It just depends on the class, I guess. But I do one fairly soon, just a stretching break. So, you know, you have to have them pause and shut their computers. But then we just kind of do a stretching break and a breathing and just kind of realign ourselves. And then maybe 
pass out some snacks. But I think it's really important to do one like soon in the test and then the next one be a little bit longer between break. Um, I think it's very important because it kind of wakes up the brain because if you've been sitting there, because these tests can be really long and so and stressful. So it's just I think it's something really important to do. And when I worked on a first floor of a building, (laughs) we would actually run, do a lap. We would actually go outside and do a lap and then come back. Being on the second floor, it's hard to get back within that 20 minute window of not being able to go back. Yeah. So, but I think they're very important uh, for just the mental health of your student. And to when you're scheduling, you know, testing, if you have any input on that um, to schedule uh, shorter test sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Giving, giving kids the opportunity to take breaks when needed to not just scheduled breaks that we give, but if giving kids that opportunity to say, I need need to stop. I, my brain is no longer functioning in the way that it needs to, to be successful in this and teaching kids, you know, we, we teach kids to physically turn around, Mm -hmm. like turn around and look at something else, stare Mm -hmm. at the back wall for a few minutes, um, just so that they can feel like they are getting a moment to regroup and refocus. Yeah. And I've had kids just like, I'd set a timer for them. They're like, I just need a two minute nap where I can just close my eyes and just, you know, refocus. And that definitely listen to them too. Because they're trying to listen. They should be awarded for like listening to their bodies and realizing, hey, I need to take a break. And so that's something that uh, is really good that they're actually doing that. So how do you explain test scores to parents? How can these scores lead to goal setting? Well, like you said, oftentimes the final scores don't come back until next year. And so uh, at our school, we share them at our first concert or concert. (laughs) Well, I guess it could be. I would like to have a concert instead of conferences. Yeah, that would be awesome if the parents could come in singing. I really do feel like if they're not going to listen to me sing, if life was a musical, it'd be such a better place to live in. But um, have you heard me sing before? (laughs) You can fake it. I don't think you'd want that. But anyway, uh, we usually share that at the first conference. And uh, for me, it's always like, okay, here's where your child's at. Now let's set some goals on what we can do this next year. So it's not rather like, oh, your child failed this test and the sky is falling. More of like, okay, here's where your child's at. Let's set a goal so that we can help them throughout the year. And And I do that in a way where it's the child, the parent, and myself. It's the three of us. We all have a task to do in order to help the child meet that goal. And so it's more of like not whether or not they passed, failed, or failed or exceeded the test. It's more of, a, okay, here they are right now. This is where they're at. Let's see where we can get them at the end of the year. State testing is one of the most anxiety-inducing things children go through as a third, fourth, fifth, eighth, and eleventh grader. As educators, it is important to prepare, support, and lead our students through the state testing in a way that gives them peace of mind and a willingness to do the absolute best they can. This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social-emotional health.